Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, in the Super Bowl halftime show, that's the question we're asking, 651-641-1071, because I've heard some mixed reviews about how people felt about how Justin memorialized Prince. Some Uh, people liked it, some people didn't. That's Bradley Trainer. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Thank you for laying that out for us, and this is the Colleen and Bradley Show. We are streaming live at mytalk1071.com and doing everything entertainment right here on mytalk1071. So, Bradley, I ask you first. Oh, what put did me you, on the spot. Well, yeah. What did you think of it? Should we play a little bit of it? Sure. Should we, yeah. Okay, let's let's play a little bit of the Prince tribute in the halftime Super Bowl halftime show with uh, Justin Timberlake last night. Minneapolis, Minnesota, this one's for you. translation here is that there is a very, 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 very large white sheet hanging from the top of U.S. Bank Stadium with an image of Prince performing that song uh, projected on it. And what we learned from Justin Timberlake with Jimmy Fallon during their interview was that they were allowed to get the stem vocals, meaning just the raw vocals of just Prince, to use during this performance. And then they had that video and they somehow magically matched up and that was according to justin timberlake a little bit of serendipity yeah so what did you think but uh, i'm walking i don't care so that's my response meh i know i'm i'm an outlier i know uh, I would like to give you a bunch of justifications for why I think that, but I realized that um, many people, including my own partner, um, Jamie, who was sitting on the couch, he said it was magical, it was divine. I don't remember the exact words that he used, but he really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, for two reasons. One, I'm not a huge Prince fan. I don't think that matters in this case, though. I don't think that played into my my perception of um, that particular uh, moment. Mm-hmm. It just, it felt like the obligatory Prince, like anytime people now do something in Minneapolis or Minnesota for that matter, because we're not even really, I mean, there's not really that much of a distinction. There's this like obligation. No, I mean it honestly in the sense that like, you know, 
It's Minnesota. No, I know. I'm totally so, with you. I'm just laughing sidebar at the uh, article that was written by a CNN contributor that said that one of Minneapolis's oh. most quaint neighborhoods is St. Paul. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's its own city. It's a whole city all it's unto kinda, itself. It's kind of true, but <laughs> I love St. Paul. I do. It's my first city. It's my first Minnesota city. That's where I lived when I came here. Um, anyway, yes. But, but, uh, but again, people, when they're in Minnesota, they the, need to make a tribute this, like, to Prince. Thing where you've got to like, you've got to pay, you know, obeisance to Prince and you got to get on your knees and you got to do the thing. And I don't think ultimately, I don't think Prince cares or would have cared Right. Yeah, he definitely um, doesn't care now. And he would have thought he w- I enjoyed last night all the people who sort of were, you know, speaking on behalf of Prince. Yeah. Who would who were like, here's a here's an animated gif of Prince reacting to Justin's performance last night. And Prince kind of given an eye roll because I think that's the that was like of uh, of the things I appreciate about Prince other than his music was that he was sort of like his own person and didn't have time for sort of like what everybody else expected of him. And yeah. I, and, and so I, you know, so that means I, I just didn't really think it was particularly overwhelming and, and I don't really think Prince would have uh, given uh, two bits. Now I've talked enough, so I'm going to shut up and you can tell us what you thought. Well, I'm going to, after we talk to some of our listeners who oh, called sure. and feel free to join the conversation. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, Oh, seven, one. We've got Amy on the line. Thanks for holding for so long, Amy. Yeah. So what did you think of the Prince tribute done by Justin Timberlake during the halftime show last night at the Super Bowl? I thought it was fine. It was actually the turning point in his halftime show that I actually started to like it because up till then I didn't really care for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think what, it, what the, the image that sticks in my mind that was so important was that amazing image of all the like the stadium and then they made his symbol out of lights. That yeah. was outside. cool. That, that is was, the coolest thing. Yeah. I just was like, that like just sort of played to my heartstrings. I'm not even a huge Prince fan either, but I was like, oh my God, that is the coolest thing. I, I feel like whoever's idea that was needs a raise. I'm with you, Amy. That was like spectacular. Exactly. I just think that sort of like made it bigger than Prince, bigger than, it was like, it was about everything. It was yeah. like the city. It was about the whole city. And, and we took, I don't know, this week we took a lot, my kids and I took a lot of time to go do stuff because we were kind of celebrating the Super Bowl being here. And so I was kind of like, wow, it was here. Like, that's us. Was, yeah. I don't know. It kind of gave us that ownership. Thank you for your call, Amy. Yeah, I, think, I think that was my favorite. It was also because it was really intricate. It wasn't just sort of slapdash. It was right. really something that, you know, which I, I would say maybe that was kind of the Justin Timberlake model. Oh. But, um, but, you know, it was very, it was very intricate. And, and I do think there is something that the thing I appreciate uh, I can get behind when it comes to Prince is that it is somewhat of a unifying uh, focal point. It's a focal point for uh, the Twin Cities in Minnesota to sort of get behind something. So for that, you know, like whenever we're getting behind something together, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Let's go to Annika. Annika, what did you think of the Prince tribute uh, by Justin Timberlake last night? I was underwhelmed. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but first of all, it just, it made me miss Prince more, just yeah. thinking how he should have been there and all that. But um, then it it initially just kind of turned me off when he kind of paid, I thought, homage to Janet Jackson by yelling Minneapolis the same way that she does. Oh, that's interesting. I had not, I did not extrapolate that from And he from said that. it exactly the same way. And so that immediately just turned me off. So it kind of lost 
plus the f- performance from then. But that is so interesting, yeah. Annika. Thank you yeah. for for your perspective. We should say too that yesterday um, there was a hashtag that was trending: Janet Jackson Appreciation Day, because I think a lot of people were bitter still yeah. about what went down between Justin and Janet. Well, and specifically about the fact that uh, that that she was banned from the Super Bowl and he had no consequence and by whatsoever. all accounts, really took a hit to her career. Right. I was reading an article about how she was planning on doing a, a film role that kind of got tanked after that whole thing went down. Oh, my gosh. Let's go to Michelle. Michelle, you'll have the final word on this. What, what, what were your thoughts on the Prince tribute last night? Oh, my goodness. I absolutely loved it. And I just have to say that... During the performance, we have family that lives in Florida and on the East Coast, and my phone was blowing up with Minneapolis is the coolest. Mm. Look at what you guys have done. And I think that should be the takeaway, that who cares if King Catalosinger or what Justin yeah. really did is that we had an amazing week of hosting at the Super Bowl, and Minneapolis came through. Yes. He did an awesome job. That is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. Michelle, thank you for that. That we'll like, all agree with that. That totally puts it on uh, such a positive note. Except and for it, the people charging $240 for parking. Oh my gosh. Yes, thank you. We're, you're on notice. <laughs> But honestly, I will tell you that that is what warmed my heart throughout this entire experience was when all eyes were on us, we rose to the occasion and we really lived up to our reputation, which is... That Minnesota nice, what I kept on hearing, I saw Dax Shepard tweet about it. You heard Jimmy Fallon talk about it on more than one occasion. Um, You heard uh, Justin Timberlake talk about it. You heard just about every celebrity who came through talk about how nice people in Minnesota are. Not like we're Philadelphia and we're lighting things on fire. Right. Yes. We so we got that going for us. Now, speaking of Jimmy Fallon and how much he loves Minnesota, he said that this was his first trip to Minnesota. I, A, think that that can't be true, and B, find that very hard to believe. Oh, really? Why? Well, I think because somebody told me, and I can't remember who it was, in a conversation that they, like, went to a show he did here once. Oh, well. That means so it was he might very not memorable. remember. Anyway, but the point is this: this that he was here in town last night doing a show live from the Orpheum Theater in downtown Minneapolis. And we're going to talk to somebody who was actually there. Awesome. And we're going to hear all about the ins and outs of how they did it and uh, and uh, things you don't even know. We're going to talk to Amber, who was at the show last night when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Join us February. one of the people that tried to get tickets to see Jimmy Fallon do the Tonight Show live last night after the Super Bowl and I didn't get tickets but we've got an eyewitness who was there on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com Everything Entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer and our new friend's name is Amber and Amber was there Hello Amber Hello How's it going? Amber you got to see Jimmy Fallon Um, How did that happen? I did. Well, it started with a lot of adventure and early uh, wake-up calls. So I got downtown about 8 o'clock in the morning and stood in line with about eight other people who had already had confirmed tickets. 
Um, and uh, we didn't. Like, me and my friends didn't have tickets at all. These people were already confirmed. And um, we're like, we're not leaving this place until, until we, get we in. walk out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, like, you just, like, you really did just sort of stay there the whole time and somehow ended up getting in to see the monologue, which when I say that, I want people to know that's not the monologue you saw on TV last night. There was a whole separate thing that you could get in to see. Right. So there's the monologue show, which is just basically, so during that show, because Jimmy always opens his shows with like jokes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And so what we got to see during the monologue portion was like him doing it, like practicing his jokes. And then he would like stand there with his paper and cross out what he didn't want to say, what he wanted to say. And then he would give it to his assistants and stuff like that. And that was about 20 minutes long. Um, and we didn't get to see everything. Obviously, the stars weren't there or anything like that. But then after that, we got a standby card that said, okay, you need to come back at 940, and if you come back, uh, you might have a chance to get into the actual show. And so we went back. We were there all day, and we went back, and we actually um, got to get in for the show, and we actually had really good really good seats. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but what's almost even cooler is you were just like hanging out at McKenzie's, which is the bar next door. Yep. And you saw all the celebrities who were going to be on the show come in, including Justin Timberlake, the whole we cast did. of This Justin Is Us. Timberlake walked right up to us so and everybody was like freaking out. It was so cool. And we saw the entire cast of This Is Us walk by and we're like, welcome to Minnesota. Stay warm. And they were all just so incredibly great. Justin had his wife with him. Um, you know, Sterling... Um, had Brown, his yeah. family, like it was so cool to just see them, you know, come in and go out. The only person that we unfortunately didn't get to see was The Rock come in because he was already inside the building by the time we were at that point. But it was so awesome to be able to see that whole experience. It's so oh my cool. God, that's awesome. So they actually came into McKenzie's. They came by. So yeah. McKenzie's has like a porch on the side of them yeah. that backs up to the drive that goes into the back of the theater. So they kind of just did a like a you know walkthrough. Yes, they walked so cool. through, like, you know, their, their cars pulled in, they would get out, and then they would go through the back of the theater. Isn't that crazy? And then, crazy. And then as for the show itself, Amber, what, what was that like to see that happen live? It was nothing less than amazing. Like, it was everything that I have expected it to be and then some. Um, I've been in New York several times, and I've always tried to get Jimmy Fallon tickets. It just never happens. Um, and so to have it here in our hometown during the Super Bowl with all of these like A-list celebrities was absolutely, it was just, it was so awesome. And, um, Jimmy is just so humbling. He's so nice. We got to take selfies with him. Um, and he, he loves his fans. The show was just awesome. Justin Timberlake ended up doing like a private concert after the show was over and sang a couple of song, extra songs for the oh, crowd. So it was cool. super cool. Yeah, it was so cool. That is so f- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Fun. What time did mm-hmm. people end up leaving? Oh, God. We didn't end up getting out there until like 1.30. Wow. Yeah, because okay, during, I, like, when they had to, like, set up before the show started, so, like, I mean, they had to set up the band and do all that, and then, like, when the show started, it went really fast because everything was, like, timed because it was live, but we were there pretty late. It was a long day, for sure, but you know, totally worth it. Here's what's so funny about this is the way that we got in touch with Amber is Amber is friends with one of the, a, a girl friend of mine from the gym, and they, and my girlfriend, our friend... Melissa, she taught the f- six o'clock class this morning at the gym. Oh God! So she got home like probably two a.m. Totally. And then turned yeah. around and came to the gym, which is like what everybody's doing today. Like everybody's on this like weird buzz from this crazy amazing weekend, and now we're all at work. Did you get any celebrity uh, autographs or anything like that? Pictures. Um. Yep. We got we got pictures of Justin Timberlake. The cast of This Is Ugly. We got selfies with um, Jimmy Fallon. We didn't get any autographs because it's. I mean, they're trying to be in and out. Melissa got a picture with Higgins, like the announcer for the Tonight Show. Oh yeah. But it's like they're cold. They want to get. They're like, okay, it's cold. You know, like let's. Yep. Bye. They try to move Meanwhile, fast, so. you've been outside since eight. I mean, that's what's so yeah. funny. The bold north. Yeah. Well, we were prepared. Like I knew going into this that it was going to be a long day. I knew it was going to be cold. And they even said something about they're like there. There is nothing too cold for you Minnesotan people. Like you guys. Just don't care. I mean, everybody was sitting out there for hours. There were people that had tickets um, that didn't get in because there were so many people lined up. Wow. And the fact that we made it in without anything is just nothing That's less than a miracle. That's so like, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Amber, thank you so much for sharing that experience with us. That's so awesome. Absolutely. And congratulations for finally re- realizing that dream. Yes, for sure. Of course. (laughs) Thank you. Take care. That was Amber telling us about her experience at Jimmy Fallon last night. Now, when we come back, we're taking a sharp left to Crazy Stupid Idiot Town. Stay tuned for the Crazy Stupid Idiots on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. And by the way, they're real and they're everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And guess what? Mm. Here they are. They've arrived. You're crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state. Florida. Indeed we do. And Mm -hmm. guess what? That's where we're going. Fun. We're going to a Florida apartment. Uh, in Orlando, and I need to tell you about a 57-year-old gentleman by the name of Carrie Haynes. Mm. Now, Carrie Haynes uh, was doing something at an apartment, and uh, we shouldn't have just been doing it. With a name like Carrie Haynes, I feel like he was like carrying underwear somewhere, but that doesn't feel Actually, illegal. Actually, no. In fact, quite the opposite. Oh, he had no underwear. Mr. Haynes... Did not bring no Hanes. He dropped his Hanes. Uh, in his apartment and then proceeded to head to the gym facility mm. at the Ooh. apartment complex. 
and began, quote, utilizing every machine oh, dear. while being completely nude. Just like naked Bowflex. Uh, well, naked. I, I don't think they probably had a Bowflex because I don't think anyone's had those since the 1980s. <laughs> but yes, he was on a stationary bicycle. Oh, no, you don't put that on a bike. Yep. Oh. He was completely naked, including no socks, no shoes. Most importantly, though, in this case, <laughs> no, no <Haynes>. underpants. <laughs> Mr. Haynes, Thans Haynes. Uh, he continued to work out in the buff. And uh, luckily... The uh, leasing agent spotted Mr. Haynes, not spotted him at the gym, you Mm -hmm. know, like, oh, spot me, bro. No, they (laughs) spotted him doing things in the nude. And uh, when they asked him what he was doing, he said, I'm working out. Okay, were there drugs or alcohol involved? Well, turns out you're not supposed to work out naked. So they called police. Uh, They handcuffed uh, the naked guy. And uh, handcuffed him. He, did I say cuffed? You did. Oh my God. They handcuffed him. Is that a word? <laughs> no. no, I don't think so. Handcuffed. They did it twice. Um, he was arrested for indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, and exposure, exposure of mm. sexual organs. <laughs> That's a sexual organ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, nothing. It doesn't say anything about booze or pills or anything like that. So, yeah, that doesn't mean they weren't present. No, but, you know, for. I, I don't even think um, perverts need drugs or pills to be perverts. So can I just say, like, I don't know. I don't have like the bicycle thing. I don't know how that would feel. Doesn't feel comfortable Gross. to me. The idea. Well, of, not only. Yeah. Right. Like you kind of want things, but I'm thinking like you're, if you're naked on the treadmill, I don't know. There's, that's too much. I don't want to be naked on a treadmill. Can I also point out that at some point in this story, a landscaper spotted Haynes laying in the grass, um, polishing his silverware near the pond. Okay. This. Yep. So this seems like a habit. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, just an APB out to... Uh, I'm going to look him up on Facebook. All of the apartment complex managers in Florida. If a man by the name of... What's this for? Carrie, Carrie Haynes, Haynes. Shows up looking for an apartment, you might not want him. Just saying. It doesn't look like he's on the... Oh, wait. Is that him? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Let's stay in Florida, shall we? What? We're going to go to Fort Walton Beach, Florida, where there's not really much hilarious about this story, but it is so absolutely asinine that it just begs to be told. Um, 47-year-old Robert Long and his wife, 34-year-old Ginny Long, they've been arrested because um, they told their 13-year-old son that he had terminal brain cancer <gasps> and their 13-year-old son believed that he was terminally ill and had but months to live, only he was perfectly healthy. Can you guess why they told their 13-year-old son he was dying of terminal brain cancer? Can you guess? Munchausen's by proxy? No. They wanted to make money? Yes. Oh. Yes. They distributed fake information on uh, their son's, uh, on a Facebook page that they created for their son. They also created a GoFundMe account on his behalf. Um, they One of the things they posted on December 28th, it was a miracle the boy had lived three days past Christmas, and the only person who knows when he is supposed to go is God. Oh, God. Well, I mean, um, that is true. 
Yes, but it's not a miracle that he lived three days past Christmas because he wasn't sick. But this poor 13-year-old boy thought he was sick. Well, did somebody point out that he's not? Well, I mean, I think eventually now, hopefully, but like, think about all the therapy you'd have to get for that. In any case, the law enforcement has been investigating them since November after uh, an official at the school notified them that they thought that perhaps the parents were trying to exploit their son for a financial gain. Okay. It, it disturbs me that there are, there are actually people out there that I know do that. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of other ways that you can scam people out of money that don't have to involve telling your child that it, he or she is dying. Yes. Awful. All right. What do you got? Oh, your mom. Okay. I No, actually not your mom. I have a story that's going to change your life forever. Oh my god. I can't wait to hear. I need to tell you about Byron Haynes and Yakamimi Moore. Wait, another Haynes? <gasps> You're right. Is he related? No. Okay. I mean, it's possible, but I doubt it. Okay. Oh, and it's Yakimi. Sorry, not Yakamimi. Okay. Yakimi or Yakimi? Yakami? Mm-hmm. Yakami Moore? Okay. Y A K E M E. How do you think you say that? Yakami. Yakami. Yeah. Anyway, Byron and Yakimi were arguing. It happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were having a domestic dispute, this Florida couple was, but unfortunately, things turned violent. And uh, that's where it all it all fell apart. There was some pulling, some biting, some pushing. You know, that's 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 bad. Mm-hmm. That's not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. It's why things went south. Why things went south. Did somebody eat somebody else's slice of pizza? No. Okay. No, that is not why. Did somebody leave their underwear on the bathroom no, floor? This is not okay. a Haynes related story. Okay. Mr. Haynes, that is Byron Haynes, the the man in the relationship, told police that he went into the bedroom and began playing If You Love Somebody, Set Them Free, a 1985 Sting song containing the lyrics, If You Love Someone, Set Them Free. That's when Ms. Moore went out onto the lanai and began breaking stuff. So essentially, she was triggered by this, do we have this song? Is this um, free? Free? That is it. That song? I don't know. I Hold don't on. know. This I'm looking. Song. I'm looking. So during, uh, let's give you a little bit more information. Um, when thre- when Haynes threatened to call nine one one, Moore allegedly grabbed uh, him. Oh, Yakamimi is a boy. Mm-hmm. It's not a girl. Yeah, I, it's two men in this relationship. Yakami- I I've never heard that name. Anyway, uh, Yakamimi pushed his head against the wall. Oh. When he sought to leave the residence, Mr. Moore pulled and ripped his shirt, and that's when he bit him on the lip. He uh, admitted to grabbing Haynes by the head. That is Mr. Haynes by the head, not the underpants Thank by you. the head. Okay. But said Thank he's you. not being aggressive. He just wanted to show him that he loved him. Oh, wow. Again, I would like to All point because out. because of this song. This song triggered Mr. Haynes' boyfriend. Is it making you angry? No. Yeah, sing it. Sting. I don't know the song. I don't think that. Neither do I. Oh, oh yeah. I do know that. Yeah. I feel like Sting. I don't. I feel like he wouldn't. 
I don't feel like Sting is a he, polarizing. He no, and he wouldn't figure. feel good about knowing that he had caused this kind of distress and otherwise well, happy maybe relationship. Maybe he's still in town and listening to our yeah. show. If so, Mr. Sting, call us. Call us at six five one six four one one zero seven one. Uh, I will tell you that Moore was arrested for misdemeanor domestic battery. That is that song. Free, free, set them free. Oh, yeah. Sing it. Thank you. That was a really nice duet you just did with Sting. Yeah, you know. I didn't even get mad about it. If Sting passes away, throw up a sheet, man. Yeah, you could do do a whole tribute. It'd be great. (laughs) But he's alive and well. People, don't worry about it. He's Sting. fine and he looks great. Alive and well and he looks great. And if you're still in town, Mr. Sting, give us a call. Also, Jimmy Fallon, feel free to call. Also, Justin hey, Timberlake, also, feel free to call. If you're a celebrity, other celebrity leftovers. Do you, do you, okay, last night I'm on the Twitter box and I see that Farrah Abraham is posting pictures of her Oh, no. And her Super Bowl viewing. And oh, I'm no. like, I got to find out if this girlfriend is in Minneapolis. Oh, no. I tweeted her. She, girl never tweeted me back, but oh. I tried. Trust me. I tried. I was like, if Farrah Abraham is in town, I am going to wherever she is because Farrah Abraham. Farrah Abraham, teen mom, also from uh, the adult film industry. From the adult film. It sounds so I mean, fancy when you say I, it. Yeah, that I kind of made it sound I'm fancier. looking at her Twitter account. I don't see any. Uh... She posted a, a bunch of pictures of her and two guys. It's Super Bowl, game time, all bets in. Uh, oh, that's Jedward. I don't know who Jedward is. Jedward. Oh, my God. Well, that's. Uh, um, M- my first problem? Who's that's Jedward? That's first problem. They're like a British like pop duo. Oh, okay. Why is I she hanging think? out with them? And uh, something tells me they are nowhere near Minnesota. Oh, fine. Forget it. I tried. Well, she never got back to me anyway, so bye. All right. I rock your It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com and do everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And we've reached the point in the show where we ask you uh, our daily snap judgment. It's a this or that question that we just felt like asking today. So deal with it. And what was the question we asked today, Bradley? Africa or down under? Africa or down under? That is the question. Very easy. And the reason why we asked that question is because today is a really important day um, for Toto fans like ourselves. Today is the day in 1983 that the amazing Toto song Africa uh, was made the Billboard number one. I'm sorry. I was trying to find the song because I wanted to play, play it. it. I'm trying to do too many things at the same time, and I'm not familiar with this technology any longer. Oh, you've only been working. Okay, stop. I don't know where the song is. I'm looking for the song. I'll do it. Thank you. I bless the rains down left. Okay, I really wish we could just find the dumb song. Um, if you can find it on that, we could play it. That would oh, be amazing. I'm sure I have it over here, don't do I? Do you? Yeah, that's what I was asking you to look for. Um, boop. boop, boop. No. That is not it? Anyway, that nope. is not it either. <laughs> not, it. not it. 
Where is Africa? I know. I'm telling you, we can't find Africa. Well, let's just I get to people's. I went there this summer. Let's but... get to people's answers to the right, question. You, you, oh, oh, oh. oh. I know. So that is the... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Song that we are putting up against the song Down Under, which is by a band that probably the young people are not as familiar with as they may be with Toto. They're not the makers of the toilet. No. This um, is a band that you should learn, children. Thank you. Uh, But Down Under is a song by a band called Men at Work, and you will remember it by hearing this. Is that a xylophone or was that like one of those big drums? Down Under. And both of those songs were in the top uh, on the Billboard charts in 1983. They and that's were, the year we're celebrating right now. They were uh, the Hot 100 number one singles for Down Under was January 22nd and 29th of 1983. Africa, February 5th. And then again on February 12th, Down Under came back. Because it's just such a good you know, darn song. Uh, we just got to share, and I'm sure our listeners have, you know, some wonderful answers, yeah. don't they? Mm-hmm. Don't they? Do. They? they do. But uh, we were looking through this list of Hot 100 singles for 1983. Every damn song is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. that hit in 1983. I don't know what it was about what was in the water that year. Which is um, a good year. Do you want to go through some of these or would you rather yeah, no. read some? Well, we'll get to, we'll just kind of do, how about we just listen to this one really quick. Okay. okay? Let me know when you figure out what song we're listening to. I will tell you, this was January 1st and 8th of 
honest. I really did think this was about a lady who ate men. Mm-hmm. Donnie, well, we, you were very young. First I of all, yes. should we introduce Donnie? Six. Uh, we should. Sure. Here, okay. We've got another little problem in my world oh, right now. How about this? Here's Donnie. Donnie, here's the thing. Yeah. We noticed today that uh, it was uh, this the anniversary of Africa charting. Mm. The, um, Toto's Africa. Toto's Africa mm-hmm. hitting the Billboard Hot 100 single in 1983 this week. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking through the, the list of all the Hot 100 singles for 1983. Every damn one is amazing. They're all good. Like starting with Maneater, Down Under, mm-hmm. Africa, uh, Baby Come to Me. You know, okay. Fine. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, it's good. I'm just saying it gets better. Okay. Yeah. Billy oh. Jean, Come on Eileen, Beat It, Ugh. Let's Dance. <gasps> come on Eileen. No. No, that is. Do not. What? Play no. this song. I can't. Oh, hold no, on. I hate that song. I gotta get it ready. I gotta hate. get it ready. That what do you mean? Song. Why do you hate it? Dexy's Midnight Runners, man. Speaking of Man Eater, there's a there was a, a Stevie Wonder no, song. We're not we, though. Oh. <laughs> we're speaking of this song, oh, which man. I believe man. cannot be played man. enough at Look, a wedding. I want you, this played as often as possible. Did you hate this song, Donnie? Oh. I hated it. Even when it came out? So hated though. it. Why do you Donnie. hate it? I just hated it. I hated having to play it every damn day. Oh, it works for me. Everybody, get in the mood. Wrong hit one Come on, Ali! Deservedly so. Come on, Ali! I can shut off your mic, Donnie, if you're going to have a bad <laughs> attitude. Oorah, oorah. Not yet. <laughs> you got to warm up what to it. What does that mean, anyway? I don't know. It's an Irish thing. Is it do-rah? Oorah. Oh, Johnny Roll! I don't know what they say. I just make up my own words. We were children at the time, Donnie. I know you. This is meaningful to us. I mean, you, I, I don't like your attitude. It got even better after Come On Eileen, Beat It, yeah. Let's Dance, Flash Dance. There weren't there were good ones in Every Breath You Take. 80, is this 84? 83. Oh, 83. Okay. It's a what? good year. Oh, too bad. I got. I'll have to tell you the Sweet Stevie Wonder maniac, Paul and Oates ripping off Stevie Wonder story some other time. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Well, we'll do yeah, that. We'll, we'll see if we have time for in that. In the meantime, I'm going to go <laughs> listen to Islands in the Stream, which also is charming. Oh, I love October. that one. That's my go-to. Garbage. Matt's and my go-to karaoke Trash. song. Donnie, oh my God. you know what? Take wow. that You're sour fired. attitude and throw it at Lori and Julia. Coming okay, up next. Bye. On my Tech 107.1. Thanks for hanging with us. My Talk 107. Academy Award nominee Carey Mulligan and Emmy nominee Zoe Kazan star in She Said as New York Times reporters Megan Toohey and Jody Cantor, who together broke one of the most important stories in a generation. A story that shattered decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood and ignited a shift in American culture that continues to this day. The film co-stars Oscar nominee Patricia Clarkson, Emmy winner Andre Brower, and Tony winner Jennifer Ely, with Academy Award nominee Samantha Morton. She Said arrives in theaters Friday.